the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson of the San Antonio Water System, and formerly... Of the Texas Forest Service. Thank you, sir. You were showing off your Texas Forest Service knowledge a few moments ago. Just a few moments ago and a little bit yesterday. Huh? Yes. We don't mind. Very happy. Yeah. Well, that's why we have the reason we invite him, because he's so knowledgeable about... Trees oh, in our landscapes—it's it. <laughs> not his personality for sure. Yeah, you—you you, you had it in there. You, you, should, you know, you just—you should have stopped. You should have just just jumped in and let him finish at that. That's <laughs> a nice compliment. And uh, Trace is up on the porch with us too. And so, uh, let's start off our Sunday show talking about some of the things that are going on here at Millburgers. Lots of pretty stuff in front of us. Oh, yeah, good selection of perennials. Yeah. Uh, I did my tomato uh, surveying this morning of what we had and uh, put my order news. in. So we still have Roma, Celebrity, Red Deuce, uh, HM1823, Large Red Cherry, Sunbright, Ruby Crush, 602, Valley Cat, Tycoon. I know, that was the good news. Sweet 100. Because yesterday we weren't sure about typhoon. Well, they were on the wrong. They were on a different table when yeah. I did my. Uh, oh no no no! And so, uh, and you, in fact, and they're available again this week. So it's yeah, one more, we want to if you want to get shot at it. if you want to get those some of the larger ones uh, to uh, to make a crop uh, before the cold weather comes. Now is the time to plant them. Uh, and if you're looking for a tomato that uh, really is a perfect container plant, that Ruby Crush is. It's a really yeah, it's a, it, a determinate and. Uh, Productive and so we got. Have you tasted that, Mark? Yeah, it. Uh, I had one little slice from one, and uh, I did like it. I did like the yeah. size. I like the texture. Yeah, uh, it wasn't soft. It wasn't firm. It was really just really nice texture in it. And I, I lo- love BHN nine sixty eight. Right. I, I was good. listening. Uh, did I didn't hear that on there? It, that's because I didn't call it out. Oh, okay. But uh, <laughs> it. Uh, now I've kind of I have dual favorites in cherry tomatoes, both of those, and they're oh, different. They taste a little different. The uh, BHN 968's got a little more acidic taste. The growing operation had one flat of that left, and I ordered it. So uh, hopefully I'll have that one in on Tuesday or Wednesday. But now, now finish up. What was the other one you liked? Uh, the BHN 968. Yeah, yeah, and the other, the other one that you like, Ruby Crush. Oh, okay. Ruby Crush. Okay. Yeah, that has got a, a sweet, uh, sweet taste. And but Mark's right; it's got a really neat uh, uh, texture too, firm. And, but 
Somebody was telling me they bought Sweet 100 or Sweet something. Yeah, there's Sweet 100 out there. Yeah, and those are a cherry? That is a cherry. A little bigger. Okay. They're not the yellow ones, are they? No, although I do have a yellow one coming. Okay. What can you tell me about Sweet 100? It's a little, it's a little bit bigger than the okay. 68. Sun Gold coming in. Ooh, okay. Uh, probably Tuesday or Wednesday. Very good. And, and then uh, we're going to get... Uh, but I'm assuming it's sweet, or at least it's less acidic because of its name. Um, or it's I don't just a big, know. I think, you'd find, I think you'd find it more acidic than uh, Ruby oh. Crush. It's in that same league as uh, BHN. Okay, cool. Uh, the, but uh, maybe a week or so, uh, I would guess, Trace uh, will be getting those uh, golf, those uh, tennis ball-sized tomatoes, Surefire and... Uh, Roma surprise too. Uh, I was told maybe the first week in August, probably the second. Yeah. Okay. Now they're they're a fast producer. They're the, they're the ones that we've always recommended for the fall. And even though uh, you know if you get them planted by uh, August fifteenth, you're, you're going to still make a crop because they're so uh, they're so quick. They're a little smaller. The fruit's a little smaller. But uh, good so, tomato. We have fifteen flats of that booked as soon as they're ready. And 10 flats of the Roma Surprise. So Millburgers clearly your tomato headquarters. Um, and they could just call ahead, too, to find out. Or just come on by. And, and what would that uh, number be? 49210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. Thanks, I, for, the, thanks for the assist. Is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Uh, toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Case uh, Johnson City Joe wants to call us again and brag about uh, Chinaberry. That, well, he was bragging on his Changshaw initially, oh, right. but but uh, years ago uh, I used to talk to him about uh, the well, Texas River mahogany. Mark, yeah, Mark set us yeah. up for that. <laughs> oh, we okay. should have known because he, he was he hosted the Chinaberry Club there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mem- the membership was, the, the, the membership uh, was yeah, overwhelming. Was, no, 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 no. There was it was just two people. Yeah, so mm. both the members. Paul, enjoyed yeah. Mark's Paul. presentation. <laughs> Paul and Mark. <laughs> All right, what's going on? What else is going on, Trace? Uh, well, there's a few other things out there. We got uh, some zucchini out there now. Oh, wow. Coming. A couple of varieties of uh, squash, the yellow squashes that are out there, and more coming. There's some green beans out there, more coming. Uh, we hadn't had cucumbers in a while, so we're going to have uh, both slicing and pickling cucumbers coming in Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, and peppers. The pepper selection seems to be getting better. Oh, good. So there's a few out there now, but we're going to be getting in some more Yellow Bell, uh, the regular Bell, Carolina Reaper. We know uh, y'all like that one. Uh, three different flavors of jalapenos, serranos, banana peppers. That would be that we like that uh, uh, California, what is it, which Reaper? Carolina. Carolina okay, yeah. Reaper. We'd like it if we were running a, uh, a torture chamber out of a prison <laughs> or something. Yeah. But uh, a lot of people. It's kind of hot. People uh, buy them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm well, sure. We, every time we talk about them, there's, there's uh, interest. People just like to have the hot, hottest pepper in the world out there. And there's a lot, a lot of very hot ones. I, I actually don't know. Are they pretty when they're... Is it a pretty pepper? I, I, let's Google it. Let's look. Okay, we'll have to Google it. 
And while we're uh, Googling that, oh, and uh, what is your um, Rio Grande uh, gold doing? Is it still yellow? Yeah, it's just okay. I guess fruit. Yeah, I'm not okay. eating it. Oh, are, you can eat them yellow. They're, yeah, that's the, the normal color. It's called the Rio Grande Gold. Oh, I didn't think about that. Well, I thought, mm. but it's going to change to red and then or mm. then or green and then red, right? Well, red eventually yeah. if they're kind of past their prime. But the oh, really? The primary is oh, the, you eat them you gold, want them crisp, crisp and gold. Oh, now I, they'll get a big. They'll. I better are, start eating. Mine are are yours big? Yeah. Oh, good. How big? Yeah, eat them. Um, let me hold this up to the mic. Yeah, hold it, hold that uh, up to the mic. I don't know. I'm trying Bars. to compare that. What would you compare that to? Um, well, they'll be big, they'll be bigger than that. Uh, mine are like jalapeno grande. They'll What's be, that? Like a jalapeno grande. Okay, jalapeno. thank you. Yeah, they'll be bigger than that as soon as it cools down a little a, bit. A dill pickle or a dill slice? Oh, uh, yeah. What size? A small, sweet. Oh, okay. Uh, take two quarters, put them side by side. Okay. There you go. Kind of. Mm-hmm. That's too big. Anyway. But somewhere in there, this makes for bad radio. Uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Well, I'll have Fits to... in with what we've done for 22 years. <laughs> sure. It's <laughs> no exception. Um, now, what about the seeds? Do I have to wait until they get ready for the seeds? Well, you get, at some point, um, um, my neighbor, Bart, who's growing some for us for seed, um, he's going to eat his for a while and then collect And then the, take like, like 10% at the end, or yeah. something like that for at seed. The end, yeah. I've got a, enough plants that I'm going to, at some point, I'll just designate some to, I'm right, right now I'm just kind of enjoying the access to the Rio Grande Gold for a while, but uh, uh, soon soon I'll start collecting the pods for the seed. It's well, so much easier than the tomatoes, you know, you don't yeah. have to. Well, we started, uh, we got people interested, so Summer is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey, Summer, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Well, thank you. I have three quick questions because I know y'all are busy. Is this the time to plant fall tomatoes? Well, let's see. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I my col- the column in the Express News on Saturday was all about fall tomatoes, and uh, we, yeah, that's what we've been talking a lot about. And, yeah. Uh, now we did talk yesterday, as a long time ago, uh, the week of the fifteenth of August fifteenth, and then we moved it to the week of August first, and now we are talking about planting uh, the last couple of weeks of July, and so we we've moved it from mid-August to uh, this time of year. So we're, we're finding good success on doing that. Well, I've never planted a fall garden. This will be my first year, and uh, I wasn't sure when to start it. It just seems so hot. But Yeah, that's that's the issue. But one, one thing they're doing summer is uh, some folks are even giving them a little shade uh, from, from that afternoon uh, sun. And just just for uh, August might be appropriate. Uh, you know, if you put a little bit of cloth on your tomato cage or just a, a fold of a cardboard yeah. for uh, one month, that, that'll help them out. Hey, we, have ours in, we have ours in full sun right now, and they, they uh, as long as they're being watered, they they keep on growing. And I mine are planted in full sun. I don't use the shade, but a lot of some good gardeners mm-hmm. do. Uh, somebody who was, oh Jerry, Jerry is working with uh, the grower south of the city, and 
I think he had some that are uh, that gets a natural shading. Yeah, he was kind of like doing a semi-experiment, yeah, experiment they, splitting them up. And right yeah. this time of the year, this heat and the sun, they're, they're they're looking better. The ones in the afternoon shade are looking better than the ones in the in the full sun. But and do I plant the same? I'm sorry. That's okay, Summer. Go ahead. Do I plant the same varieties I did in the spring? What were your favorite varieties? Well, uh, I planted eight different varieties. My favorite was a yellow cherry. I got hundreds and hundreds of those. And the Cherokee purple and the better boy. Mm, that'd be tough to get the. Did you do? Did you do any uh, red deuce or tycoon or uh, uh, ruby crush or? No, I, I will did have, not. I, I will have better boy in this week. Uh, although my personal preferences tell you not to do the purple Cherokee that may or may not make it to production. Yeah, we gen- we generally it's harder. To, it's really harder to get the. Uh, uh, heirloom tomatoes to produce in the fall, and uh, even even Cherokee Purple, which is our probably our most our number reliable, one heirloom, most heirloom, reliable yeah. uh, heirloom, uh, will have a tough time. Do you want to try something else? Maybe the guys can suggest something for you. Well, yes. Will the yellow cherry do well? Probably, yeah. The thing about Cherokee Purple is they were also the possum's favorite. <laughs> is that they, a good thing? Uh, well, no. Well, I'm sure the opossum, though, would vote, vote for a tomato that's more faster production yeah, yeah. in the fall. Oh, uh, well, uh, um, I'm trying not to please the possum so much this oh, okay. fall. Phoenix or one of those, a phoenix or... Uh, 1823 or 444. I think uh, everybody liked the 1823. Yeah. They, they, they and the Sunbright. Sunbright. People like the Sunbright. I, I would do like what you did in the spring and don't just pick one. Okay. Get eight different varieties and see what you like best for this fall that we have a better clue for next year. That's a good idea. Where do, where do you get your tomatoes? Do they, ha- do they ha- offer fall tomatoes? No, but I'm coming out to Millburgers tomorrow to get um, my broccoli and cauliflower. Is it time to plant that? Not Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, That won't be available till the very end of August, and I'd still probably procrastinate a couple weeks past that. Okay. Um, Because that one's a cold, doesn't it? It's a cool-weather crop. Yeah. But but most of your uh, professional growers stick it in the ground in late August, early September. Okay, and um, I maybe you remember I am the one that has been fighting um, winter rye for years. And is this the time to put down a maize? A maize? No, in the sub. I'd wait a yeah. I'd wait a month. Well, I always like I always choose the the Diezi says in September. Uh, as a good uh, mnemonic device. And so why don't you come in and get your maize uh, in the middle of September and uh, look for your broccoli and cauliflower at the same time. Okay. So we'll see you tomorrow for the tomatoes, though. Yeah. Yes, 
I need to, this is my, this will be my fifth year to garden, and this was the most successful one. I've never gotten tomatoes. I've never gotten, uh, I just haven't had, uh, I guess, the knowledge or whatever to have a good garden. But this year, it was so good. I just had bushel baskets full of okra and tomatoes. My green beans didn't do anything. And then I thought, well, maybe that's a winter crop. But I just was so pleased with my tomatoes. Now, this is a, uh, was not the best tomato year overall, so that's a good that's a good sign if you've got a good crop. Uh, just think if the weather would have been more cooperative, you yeah. really would have got overwhelmed. Now, we will have an adult seminar on vegetables in September. We're, we're going to look at oh, the date here go. real quick, and that would be a good thing for you to attend to, uh, to learn how to do those cold weather crops right. You've got... One already, one's already scheduled at Medical Center on September 8th, and then David's is, I'm, I think David was doing one in He's going to do a series. So, uh, well, there's one uh, here that he's doing. Yeah, yeah, in October, and then he's, yeah. My art, my article next week has got all the, all David's and uh, summer all, the, all the classes. So, oh, good. Okay. And do you run around on the Internet, Summer? Yeah. No, I don't even have a computer. Okay. Well, call. I'm gonna. Let's see. Is it in September? I, I thought it was, but now Kevin's got me concerned. Yeah, I've got fall vegetable planting for kids. Now, let's see what's in October. Uh, and it may just not have popped up or populated on the calendar yet. Um, but we'll we'll get you informed. Up oh, fall and winter vegetable gardening. There you go. That's it. Oh, it says September 22nd. Good. September 22nd, 10:30 to noon. Well, you can come in and get your maize, your broccoli, and your oh, cauliflower, and attend uh, the class. I wouldn't wait on the maize till September 22. You want to get it in early? I'm not yeah. sure I would do a maize. Uh, Dimension does a better job of of grass. Well, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Whatever so yeah, you have you have XL, maize, uh, similar products, and then Dimension or por- Portrait. Or I use Portrait in the spring. I think. Well, I came to Millburgers uh, three days ago and got a, a bag of something that the young woman that was wonderful recommended, and it was less expensive than a maize, and she that's said it dimen- was just as... That's the um, dimension. Yeah. Good. It sounds like yeah. you got the right stuff. Yeah. So you're ready for so action. Much. Thanks, Summer. You Thank take you care. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi. James is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Yeah, hey, finally warming up a little bit. Just a little bit. Hey, I got a question for everybody today. Uh, can I start off with Trace? Sure. Okay. Uh, the uh, Coronation Gold Yarrow. Is that going to be available, and when? I don't have a good answer to that. Um, the way the plants work is we get an availability that just shows us for the next seven days what's going to be available, blooming, and in sellable condition. So every week is a new challenge. Uh, if, you were to, if you were to call the, the store and put yourself on the wish list with one of the cashiers, if we are able to get a hold of it, we would give you a holler. Okay. Uh, 
Okay, is that a spring, summer, or fall? When, when, when should I be? Yarrow is normally a spring thing, but that doesn't mean it won't materialize for fall. Oh, okay. Um, I got a comment for Dr. Uh, Calvin. Um, the, the Reaper is not the hottest pepper in the world. It's been replaced. What's its replacement? Chocolate champion. Um, Redwood City Seed beat the Reaper by quite a few uh, scopes. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, have you- so that Reaper is not the hottest. The uh, the chocolate champion is is the hottest. Well, well, well any, anything thing. hotter than uh, uh, jalapeno. a normal jalapeno <laughs> to me is yeah, it's, it's, part, it's, it's all hot, the same. Hottest, yeah. <laughs> have you tried either one of those, James? Uh, the seed's so expensive that I'm thinking. I, I, I order my chili patine seeds from Mexico. They come through uh, Redwood City Seed Company, and that's what I usually order. But I'm thinking about growing a few of them next year. And hey, so I don't know. Make sure, you make sure uh, your yeah. la- last will and uh, testament. Is when you do grow them, I will take the pepper challenge with you Uh-oh. on the front porch oh. on the radio. Oh, man. Wow. Oh. James. And then you, you've got the... Your greenhouse specialist is is on the show today, Mister uh, Mister Mark, right? Uh, no, I can't claim fame to that, uh, well, but I do. I, I have uh, David Abrego works for me, and he's he's a well, he was the fantastic greenhouse specialist over at the Botanical Gardens. The the plan is uh, I can't I can't bring my chili patines to market when my tomatoes are ready, so. I'm starting them this time of the year when it's nice and hot for germination. Uh, the plan is to overwinter them. Well, I don't know how bad the aphids are going to be in the little uh, 20 by 20 greenhouse, but can I use a beneficial in there if they get bad in the wintertime? A beneficial like, insect? Yeah. like yeah, the You're aphids. talking ladybugs or are you talking uh, lace no, whatever you Whatever you say, boss. You, you know more about it than <laughs> I do. Yes, you could. Availability oh. might be a problem. Uh, the problem with the ladybugs is uh, they don't like being confined. So on the greenhouse, uh, you may get it's a very, very short-term, very short-term effect on them with them. Okay, that's good advice. So I just go with the lacewing eggs or larvae. Uh, that yeah, but then. Uh, either, either or are going to be kind of a short-term problem. Uh, in greenhouses, if you get a buildup of aphids, it's very horrific, just like a buildup of white flies or, or, or any kind of mealybug or scales. Spider mites. Yeah, spider mites, um, any well, of the sucking insects. And so I'm not one that – I get more aggressive. How about that? I'm, I'm hesitating, hedging, but I get a little bit more aggressive. Um, which one – which of the – I want bifurcant, but that's. I, I would be doing all, all, a lot of all different of them, things. Yeah. So uh, yeah, if you're worried about in, uh, insecticides, um, any of the permethrin products, permethrin, uh, that's what I would go for. Uh, to start well, if off. it comes to if it comes to pyganic, I've got some somewhere, but I, I was just going to put in four benches, and that's about a I don't know two hundred plants. So I don't know what it'll turn out like, but I was just wondering if you guys had success with beneficials on the aphids. Uh, what I have read is, in a greenhouse situation, it's not going to be very effective. 
They'll, they'll, okay. get, they'll eat lots of them, but there's lots more there to... Yeah, and, and they say they don't, they don't like being confined. Okay, Alrighty. well, they crank up the, the Bigantic and spray them, I guess. Try, try, mixing, a little, try mm-hmm. mixing a little sulfur in. Most in, It'll work as an yeah. insecticide and a deterrent. Too. I was going to say, that's way back. Thanks, James. You take care. Hey, uh, Robert, don't go anywhere. we got to take a break right now. We'll be back in a moment. Our number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a dollar. 99. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com and we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Bull If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped-up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award five years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790 for Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Stat. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. These are my dads. It takes three great men to create such a woman. In the movie Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, we're whisked back to a beautiful Greek island where Sophie is opening an idyllic little beachside hotel and reminiscing about her mom's past. Like the first Mamma Mia pick, this sequel is an escapist bit of musical fluff pieced together from the lyrics of a collection of old ABBA songs. The movie showcases some sweet mother and child moments and a number of bouncy tunes about love. But there's plenty of boozing and off-screen bed-hopping going on in this sun-dappled paradise as well. So I'm giving the second Mamma Mia just two and a half campy solos out of five for family friendliness. For the full review, check out PluggedIn.com radio plugging you into the movies i'm bob olszewski for focus on the family's plugged in movie review and welcome back to millburgers gardening south texas on 9 30 a.m 
the answer. Robert, you've been so patient. Let's get you on the line at 210-308-8867. You want to... Robert, you there? Yes, sir. How are you all this morning? This Good. afternoon. Thanks for waiting, man. What's going on? Not a problem. Hey, uh, I've got sago palms in large pots. They're probably, oh, they're three years old. I bought them uh, $50, $60 a piece, whatever that gets you size-wise. Anyhow, each of them have pups that are coming out from below the soil level. And I know, quote, transplanting sagos, you do this time of year. Would it? Can I just take these out of the pot to get the pups off? plant and just resubmerge them in the soil without killing them i think you can yes. yeah yeah i was just wondering if you needed to sometimes sometimes you can just i like a cut sharp, them off i yeah. like a nice machete i usually have one lying around the house Do you? Or, yes well, uh, when, nice you, when you hang this, around with the chopper when you hang around right guys up. like you do, you need it, right? Yeah, apparently. Now the only the only you can uh, sometimes if they're depending on where they're positioned and like a clay pot, you can break the pot easy enough when you're trying to get the the pieces off. Mm-hmm. But uh, but usually it's usually yeah, you can you, get them. You can pull them off and then cut them off. Yeah, you don't have to be okay. Too fussy. Okay, what's the best thing to to put the pups in? Do I need? Perlite or rooting stent? What do I just soil? What what works best? Mm-hmm. Potting soil and yeah, just sit them on top. And now I, I go half and half. I go half potting soil, half perlite. Okay. Well, we've got plenty of each. So that was a quick question. Thank you for your help, guys. Don't don't overwater. Yeah. Okay. They, they won't they won't die from drying out. They'll uh, no the the usual thing that kills them is. Uh, just the soggy if you if you don't let them. Yeah, n- moist, not soggy. Yeah, I, I learned that lesson two years ago. Okay, sounds good. Let us know okay. how they turn out. Yeah, thanks, Robert. I'll thanks do that. You. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Let's take a second to talk about Spider-Man Pest Control. If it's bugging you and your family, Spider-Man Pest Control can take care of it so it stops bugging you, whether that's ants or roaches or scorpions or spiders or uh, even mosquitoes. Spider-Man can help you get rid of them. Maybe it's rats and, and running around the house. Uh, give Spider-Man a call and let him get rid of those uh, nasty critters for you. And ask him if you've got mosquito issues, what he recommends. And he probably will talk about the N2 Care mosquito traps uh, that they use here at Millburgers. And uh, Disney World uses them as well. Uh, and uh, he can tell you all about how they work and the big success they've had here in San Antonio. He can also tell you about fogging and some other stuff, too, uh, for mosquitoes as well. But give him a call and tell him what your needs are, uh, and he'll tell you the best way to to approach it at Spider-Man Pest Control at GoSpiderManPest.com, GoSpiderManPest.com, or 210-656-3721. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, and we've uh, still got Trace up on the porch with us, obviously. So, uh, Trace, what else is going on? Well, first I wanted to compliment you on your pun on words, bugging you. Ah, I like that. Do you like that? I did like that. Thank you very much. Uh, plant of the weekend. weekend. Let's do that the real right now. Okay. So uh, today it is the thornless mm-hmm. crown of thorns. 
Uh, it's a euphorbia. It's got real bright, shiny leaves and that traditional red crown of thorn blooms. When uh, We've got some in hanging baskets, and we've got some in 10-inch pots. Uh, both look great. $16.99, and uh, it is a euphorbia. So when you do pinch off a bad leaf, it does a little milky stuff out the side. And what we've read on the Internet is they can get about three foot tall. And some people actually make little trees, yeah. a little patio tree out of it. Oh, that's a real pretty picture. Yeah, which one do you like best? That, that one. This one? Yeah. Yeah, that looks like it's well, it looks like it's almost indoors, but I don't know. But anyway, any, but I, it is, they do make pretty taller plants. There you go, Calvin. From what at? I can tell, it's almost always in bloom. Very easy to grow. Um Sun or semi-shade, although we seem to be having much better luck with them where they get a little bit of morning sun and afternoon shade. Uh, but they're a wonderful plant, and I think everybody should have one. Yeah. So, so in the uh, they're the same price, whether it's in the hanging basket or the 10-inch pot, that's well, $16.99. Okay. So will they be embarrassed if they come to the nursery and say, I want that thornless uh, what's it? What's crown, thornless, thornless crown, crown of, of thorns? thorns. Yeah. yeah, thornless crown of thorns. I, I have fun saying it, so I, <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine anybody's going to be. They say it with, their, it with a smile on their face. I guess. Yeah, looking for the thornless crown of thorns. Do you have that? None of this crown of thorns for me. Uh, uh, now being a euphorbia, yes, they tend to be highly deer resistant. In oh, most really? Neighborhoods. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, Actually, that's very cool. Here, they all. all Generally used as a patio plant. Yeah, no. So, so if you have the deer the pictures, coming up yeah. onto the patio, which we have heard of, uh, and seen one of those, uh, it would need to be brought in for cold too. Yeah, right? and most of the pictures, it looks like they're in containers on a patio type thing. So I encourage you all to uh, uh, go online and, and Google it if you can't quite picture it from our description, and I think you'll like what you see. It's very pretty, pretty delicate red flower with a yellow center. Uh, and um, you can and then, if you want one, we have maybe about ten. We have four hanging baskets okay. and six ten-inch pots. All right, so uh, you can come by today uh, and get one, or you can uh, not take any chances because there are you know less than a half dozen at the most of each one. So you can call two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero and say, hey, okay, I like that thornless. A crown of thorns. Go ahead and uh, put aside two for me. I want two of the hanging baskets, or I want two of the pots. And they will, and then you just uh, come pick them up, uh, maybe tomorrow or Tuesday. It's easy as that. Looks like they might even uh, attract some butterflies. They've got a, it's kind of a flat flower. Yeah, they might. Yeah, although, you know, if it's close to the eaves, there's be less, but it did. But uh, we do know... Even if that plant is not the top butterfly plant, we've got all the top butterfly plants yeah, here well, at we, Rivers. We're loaded. Yeah, the, right over here to the right of us are three different kinds of porterweed, including the dwarf red, which is outstanding, and which is the favorite plant for the for our resident uh, hummingbirds too. But then we've also got the giant, the giant blue and purple, and then the smaller. Where are you going, Kevin? I thought, I thought, <laughs> He's wandering away. I thought I, there was still some apricot. <laughs> uh, and then there. I like uh, the apricot. Then there, of course, there's the tropical milkweed, and we've got the uh, tuberosa milkweed, which is the native. Lots of different kinds of zinnias. We had a discussion yesterday 
Mark and uh, Trace uh, like some of the hardier zinnias, smaller flowers, uh, but they, they deal with the drought uh, much better than the bigger ones do. I like the bigger ones uh, for cut flowers and making a bigger show in the in the garden. But you could have all of them. That's what yeah. we do in the certified butterfly garden. And I was just going to mention that. For those who do not know which plants to use for their butterfly garden, they can come on by and see the certified bu- uh, butterfly garden and see all the plants being used. Yeah. You bet. And which are also and available we do, here. And we also have lists available. Uh, but what I like about our, our sign program, if you look at the bottom of all of our signs, uh-huh. we have pictures. So if it's a... Uh, a pollinator, or then it's going to have a picture of a bee. And if it's a hummingbird attractor, it's going to have a picture of a hummingbird, butterflies, so on and so forth. Low water consumption mm-hmm. is also yep, noted so on there, as well as deer resistance. We then mist flowers, another one. So a lot of people say mist flowers is their, their favorite choice for butterflies in terms of attracting them. Well, I think it used to be your favorite until porterweed came out. Yeah. yeah. He really likes that porterweed. He does. It is just, just porterweed. He's it. Well, I've, uh, in a couple of articles, I've identified it as an all-star plant and the weirdest butterfly plant you're going to have in your yard because it, just the, the growing pattern is uh, really different. Intense colors, but small blooms that move up these weeping stalks. You've got to see it to appreciate it. Uh, it's worth the trip coming out here to Milburgers and uh, take a look at that dwarf. We need to get David and Jerry looking at it for a Texas superstar. I know I know uh, they don't like the name, but you know it's still a beautiful yeah. plant. At that, the unfortunately, that's the one that has the most trouble uh, surviving our winter. I was going to say I'd say I. I think it has problem up in the the Dallas area. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, Worth. for sure. Well, a lot of the things on there have. Well, that was cold. it was supposed to be able to be used throughout the state. That was one of the superstar requirements. But uh, well, they've got others though. That I mean, they got annual annuals. Yeah. We we just treat it like Did we do here. Uh, treat it annual. No, we treat it like an annual. But yeah. uh, that that larger, uh, the giant blue. Now that in my yard at least uh, came back this year. It's not blooming yet, but this the foliage is is coming back. There's another plant that. Uh, it showed up. It really is an exceptional plant. Uh, if you if you miss, you've spent a lot of time in the Midwest and you miss the lilac. Oh, yeah, we talked about that yesterday. Yeah, That's a great plant. That uh, and that is a superstar. Yeah, yep. Phanix phlox, a pink. It's got pink phlox, and it's a phlox that uh, has a long life. I mean, a, a lot of phlox are a little sensitive to our heat, depending on the weather we have in a particular year. This one is stuff. Mine started blooming. Beautiful fragrance. Last, yeah. Just like the lilac. Come, that's another one while you're here. Just smell that. Because you don't have to get too close to it to, to no, you smell don't. the fragrance. And it is, a, and it's up there close to the all-stars in the butterfly plant planting, too. So lots and lots of uh, good butterfly plants. Speaking of butterflies, on uh, next Saturday uh, from 10 to 11... Millburgers will be conducting a kids' gardening class on butterflies. And uh, this is not only educational, it's interactive, there's crafts involved. Um, and uh, Mary talked to us about it yesterday. There's all kinds of fun things. And it's really a great learning experience for a parent and a child alike. So it's a good family sharing experience for kids up to about, what, oh, wait, what, I think she said about 12 or 13. 
I would imagine. Yeah, so uh, it's, this is one of the free classes that Millburgers does. If kids are older, they can just bring their littler, uh, littler uh, brothers and sisters. Yeah, or they can just patiently wait while their parents really get into it. Yeah. I've, uh, seen, I've seen the project they're doing. It actually is pretty cool. Really? Okay, we'll keep it a surprise. Uh, but the uh, class size is limited, and I understand this is because of the nature of it uh, and because these classes are becoming very popular. Uh, the, it's it's not full yet, but it's getting there pretty quick. So call 210-497-3760. That's Millburgers Nursery, 210-497-3760, and just reserve your space. No cost, uh, but that way they'll know you're coming. They'll have enough for everybody and all that good stuff. One of the parts of the class is the tour of the, oh, uh, the certified butterfly, butterfly garden. Very cool. Too. Yeah. All righty. Cool. We're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and your calls right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a dollar. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Bottom line realty advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. We're your advocate, we're on your side. Negotiate from a position of strength. Don't go it alone, save money, save time. Don't go it alone, we don't cost you a dime. Bottom line realty advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Hi, this is Robin Hoppus. When it came time to move the big state financial offices, I called Scott McMurrian and his team at Bottom Line Realty. He found us the perfect location and, more importantly, the right price. I trust Scott and his team implicitly, and you can too. If you think you need help, give me a call. Scott McMurrian, 210-535-7800. Bottom Line Realty Advisors, we get the landlord off your bottom line. Ever wanted to ask the White House Press Secretary a question or two? Well, you'll be able to do just that on August 7th at Magnolia Hall. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back. I can sense the love in the room. Join 9.30 a.m. The Answer for The Briefing, an evening with former White House Press Secretary Sean Spicer as he talks about the roller coaster ride in the Trump administration. I, I think the president's tweets stand for themselves. This is an evening you won't soon forget. Tickets are on sale now for this VIP event. 
event. And if you're a fan club member, you'll get a great discount on your tickets. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russian connection. His new book is called The Briefing, Politics, the Press, and the President, which will be available July 24th. And it's a book you won't be able to put down. You don't get to just yell out questions. We're going to raise our hand like big boys and girls. Sean Spicer and Magnolia Hall, Tuesday, August 7th at 7 p.m. For more info and to buy tickets, go to 930amtheanswer.com. Yo, nurse, we are a couple of the new fathers of some of these raccoon babies in there. Can you tell us which ones are ours? Uh, yeah, they're all wearing the same mask, it says. Paging Dr. Furrytail, Dr. Furrytail, you're wanted in the East Attic. Yours is the one chewing on those air conditioning wires. That's my boy. Uh, which one is mine? Oh, that one chewing on the pink blanket? You mean insulation? No, yours is the one hanging from the rafters, keeping everyone awake and acting like a flying squirrel. Spring is the time of year when unwanted critters are nesting in attics and can cause all kinds of damage. But Critter Evictor specializes in humane animal control. And with their one-and-done policy, your unwanted guests ain't getting back in. Guaranteed. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, squirrels... And yes, even raccoons who act like squirrels. Call Critter Victor at 441-4045. That's 441-4045. Man, that's my boy. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Got a question from the crowd here, so as uh, this nice man is doing, we always welcome you to come by Millburgers and ask your gardening question in person. He's kind of given us a little bit of a, a sample here, and I think Mark has identified it, and so you're on the air whenever you'd like to be. I just need to know what it is and what I can use to kill it without killing the uh, Bermuda. Anytime you have uh, any kind of bare area, uh, you'll get this real common. It's a spurge. Uh, and there's a couple different varieties, so I don't know, know what, what species this is. Uh, what do you need to kill? Um, you, it is a broadleaf weed, so it, 2,4-D products are the best one um, to use. If you don't like to use a uh, <clears throat> synthetic chemical like that, we have a video on our GardenStyleSA.com with saws. Uh, it shows that there is an organic version. It is three ounces of orange oil to one gallon of water and a couple squirts of Blue Dawn uh, dishwashing soap. And so either one of those take care. And actually the video that Nathan Riggs is doing on there is you spray it in ten minutes. It's dead. It's burnt out. So what, it's quite effective. What about the, uh, won't that orange oil uh, take out the top of the Bermuda grass? Yeah, it might, but, you know, <laughs> killing Bermuda grass is so hard. I know. Uh, but anyway, uh, that's it. I'll probably use a 2,4-D product, uh, grass be gone. I mean, uh, uh, weed be gone is, is one of the real common ones. And, and it, is, it is, you can spray it on it. It won't hurt the grass. If you go in there and look at the weed be gone, there'll be two or three right next it you can look at the labels and see which one meets your needs okay but if you want to try um that uh the uh, formula that mark talked about you can you can mm-hmm. too and and it may burn the 
Bermuda back with Bermuda, uh, Bermuda but it'll be Bermuda will be back within even the uh, TIF 419. Oh yeah, yeah it will yeah. be, but I, now, I wouldn't do that. But uh, right, a lot of right. So, so I'm giving uh, you and the audit radio audience a couple options on that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank okay, you. thank you. You're very very welcome. So, Would you like your weed back? <laughs> okay. So we we'd be gone and all those yeah. products. I was trying to remember what the one. Uh, I, I can't. You saw me hesitating too. Yeah. Uh, uh, is, is that over the top or is that the the, gra- the grass? No, over killer? the top is grass uh, killer. Is uh, fusillade. It is a grass killer. Yeah, yeah. it's a fusillade product. Uh, you know, the, the, for the benefit of the audience in the, in the sorry, commercial, what? I'll go in there and uh, look at some of the. Just we'll mention the products besides. Yeah. But we be gone. But we be, be gone, gone is is an old time product um, with it with a nice name. You can always remember it. But yeah, it contains two four D. Now the, the the problem with we be gone may be that hundred and two yeah. degrees. It's yeah. a little hot. Yeah. Uh, again, there are there's one product in there by Fertilome that's a little more less sensitive to heat, but it's still. Yeah. Not going to operate well, and right. so and, you'll probably and, have to wait a few days. And in this heat, uh, some of the product formulations are ones which will volatize. So you really want to do it early in the morning when the wind is down and it's cooler temperatures. So that uh, product, or or again the other way around, late at night. Of course, if you go out there in the 102 degree heat too, you'll be, you might be vaporized yourself. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. What we did, we, uh, it's at uh, baseball field where I work as a groundskeeper, and we sprayed the ryegrass as soon as the season was over to give the tiff to come back, and the ryegrass choked a lot of it out. Yeah. And we've got that weed coming yeah. up yeah. where, like you said, where there's some bare areas. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and then that that's always a problem. And the weather's the weather never helps on when you're spraying the rye, and the Bermuda is going to take yeah. take over. I mean, it's it's just real. Well, difficult. we used to you say we used to say well, It'll it die doesn't out. it does not affect uh, planting a winter cover does not affect Bermuda grass. But then Mark Mark had the key phrase there though unless the weather intervenes and then and used for the last yeah. ten fifteen years the weather has been a factor. Yes. So, all right. Well, thank you all very, yeah, thank thanks you very for much. Coming on yeah. here. Thank you. Yeah. You bet. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You're welcome to come on by and have your gardening question answered in person. We, we always welcome visitors, and if we're not here, there's lots of good folks at Mill Burgers that can answer your question, too. So come on by and let them help you out. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. A lot of folks shopping today. Yep. Um, it's. Uh, I know there's the prediction of, of a hot day, but um, it doesn't but feel that way just get yet. It's only going to get to 102, Milton. Is that it? Tomorrow will be 104, maybe. I was watching the big... Is that a bee? What is that? It's one of the. It's one of those native pollinators. Right. Oh. And uh, I happened to see a whole bunch of these on the west side before I was doing a neighborhood meeting, and I talked to Nathan Riggs, and he says, "Yeah, that's 
the carpenter bee, yeah. solitary oh. carpenter bee. Yeah, didn't uh, you say anything about their fr- frequency? I the what? the last year seems like I see a lot of them, and I haven't seen a lot yeah, before and, that. And that's what it was on um, a Vitex, I think, is what it was it was working off of, and it was like four or five, and so that really struck me. If there was four or five yeah. on this one large Vitex. Yeah, that's a good that's a good sign. If uh, and then if you've got your butterfly gardens out there, you know, like I've got a very large uh, cut flower garden that's all zinnias, uh, that's uh, eight foot by forty eight feet, and you'll get not only the butterflies, but you'll get all those other pollinators, inclu- mm-hmm. including those carpenter bees. And uh, well, how many did you say, Mark? There's like eight. Did you did, did did you say a number of uh, pollinators that we can expect around here? Or, uh, bee bee like? Oh no! I, yeah, I didn't mention a number, but um, uh, there are a large number of solitary uh, bees that are actually pollinators, and of course uh, Molly over at the Extension AgriLife, Molly Cat. She can just rattle them off. Yeah. yeah, and I always have to keep track and write them but, down. <laughs> that's one of the extra dividends if you do your butterfly garden, because uh, those same nectar-producing flowers are going to uh, be attractive to all those other pollinators. Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, you know, I, I suspect in a typical, uh, we I think you'd probably find about five in a, the Milberger certified mm-hmm. in a day if you were observing all day. Uh, so they're, they're common, and if you got a lot of butterfly plants planted, you'll you'll see a lot of them. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. You were answering a question about a half hour ago. A woman brought up that tomato plant. I didn't, but we were talking uh, to someone on the air. So don't. She's just asking about whether it was a. Was it this year's rodeo or something? Yeah, yeah, that was kind of it was kind of gratifying because it was it was six oh two, which is oh been, my goodness, I don't know how many years ago that was, but uh, uh, at I, least five, yeah. I think, because and, uh, I think I included it in one of the articles when I was at uh, and she, when, when I'm at uh, she wanted sauce. she said, well, what was last year? And then uh, <laughs> and I said, sun bright. So I remembered sun bright. Then she remembered 1823, the year before. And then she also, Ruby Crush, she's tried, which has not been a rodeo tomato yet, but which is one that we've uh, just kind of, has kind of gotten to be popular with, with us and other gardeners uh, just because of the quality. A little a determinate tomato that does so well in containers and, and has that uh, unusual texture and a great taste. Yep, her. So, uh, I thought you talked. Uh, you were going to ask us to talk about uh, the Cherokee purple. Oh no, we can though. Uh, do you want to wait? We got about three minutes till we get caught up with the news. Do you want to talk about Cherokee purple or wait a sec? No, it's just that it was our long discussion yesterday on determinate, indeterminate. All right, let's see if I've got it. Determin- I, I was going to say, it, Calvin said it really well, and and you got it right off. All right. Uh, or, or was it Trace who said it? No, no, no. Well, Trace was the clue, which was the determinant is really determined to uh, to put on tomatoes. So the uh, determinant was a tomato variety that uh, grows to its given height and then produces tomatoes. 
and then the indeterminate uh, will continue growing through its uh, as long as the weather conditions are favorable, and which means that it doesn't necessarily put on tomatoes in the time that we needed to. Yeah, they'll grow before they do. It's serious production. They'll keep growing and keep growing and keep growing. It'd be either too hot or too what cold. About, what well, about the Cherokee the, purple is an indeterminate, I imagine. It, it, it is an indeterminate. But, as Kyle mentioned, it is one of the better heirloom ones that we have for this. Yeah, year. around here, for some reason, yeah, it does people, pretty well. It's tasty. It's yeah. not the most attractive. <laughs> but, no, uh, I have a hard time eating a purple tomato. It is so ugly, it's pretty. Yeah. Yeah. But it tastes it tastes good, and then they produce big fruit, mm-hmm. relatively reliable too. Mm-hmm. Which you can't you can't say that for uh, a lot of the other uh, indeterminates and yeah. heirlooms. To, to sum it up, we prefer determinate and indeterminate here in Texas, South Texas. If if you're trying to maximize reliability in production, yeah. I'm trying to think. Too. I wonder why you think that, that hurt, though. The, we, the thinking, yes. <laughs> I know you had the strange yes. look on your face. Do, do you think it does better because its season is shorter uh, than other indeterminates, just naturally? or? Yeah, I, I suspect that's what it is. Okay. Because a whole what, do we get any, different gardeners, it is, you know, it's not, uh. it's not a... Some specially skillful gardener that produces has good luck with it. With the top tomato contest, it's here almost every yeah it is almost uh, every time that we have the contest sure a so, competitor yeah yeah I'm trying but I can't think of another uh, heirloom that we see as often no we saw uh, and I can't remember the name but one a different one one two years ago but uh, uh, I can't remember what it was called either but Cherokee purple every year in and year out yeah. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. In case people haven't figured out, it's fall tomato time. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, <laughs> no, it is. So if you have uh, questions on growing fall tomatoes, uh, you give us a call. We'll be happy to help you. It's a great uh, selection. Yeah, we're here at the nursery. I'm trying to see. Yeah, I guess there are still some one-gallons, too. We have lots of the four-and-a-half-inch pots. I guess it was the quart pots is what they call them. But, yeah. Uh, and still the gallons as well. And uh, we'll talk more about all the other stuff that we have here at the nursery in just a second. Again, our number, 210-308-8867. By the way, uh, we talk about certain events uh, that are here at the nursery. Uh, you can find out more about those by going to millburgernursery.com. That's millburgernursery.com. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and your calls when you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero. 8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Mary, do you want to talk about the, we talked a little bit about it earlier in the uh, the first hour, but talk a little bit about the upcoming uh, next Saturday from 10 to 11, the uh, kids' gardening class. Well, hey, guys, nice to see you all again. Uh, I've got a few spaces still left, and uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I know the kids will enjoy it. We're going to spend some time uh 
learning about the anatomy of the butterfly and the life cycle, and then we're going to play with some coloring pages and a fun craft. We're going to check out the flower garden here for the butterflies at the end of the class. Uh, I'll have a list of plants that you could uh, have. It's not a complete list, but any nectar plant they love, we could point it out to you if it's not on the list. I'm looking around to see. You can actually just hang out here at Millburgers, too, and just see what the butterflies like. It's like a park here. Yeah, you know. with, the, with the garden or just we see them all at the perennials. I, hope, yeah. I wish Trace and Charles wouldn't interfere with our observations by selling these plants. <laughs> I know. It's a rude thing, isn't it? All of a sudden. Uh, I see a lot of uh, tiger swallowtails coming through recently. I've seen at least three new ones. You've got... Uh, they're giant swallowtails, which resemble mm-hmm. the tigers. They love that citrus over there. Oh, yeah, they enjoy citrus. That. So they're there. And the queens are showing up everywhere now. They're just starting. I've seen monarchs floating in and out once in a while, but mm. mostly earlier. Yeah, you're earlier in the year. but And the monarchs in a couple months should be. Yeah, in a couple yeah. months we'll see a lot more. And they love passing through here. But really the busiest corner... Despite all the new flowers out here for sale that are blooming, is that butterfly garden has actually attracted quite a bit of action mm-hmm. last year. It's getting more and more developed. We just planted it a year you, or so You ago. know what we were observing, too, the uh, uh, pollinators, the other pollinators. Mark identified a carpenter bee. and mm-hmm, The big black carpenter. Yep. yep. I saw the, the carpenter with the yellow... The yellow shoulders and the dot in the middle. Oh, okay. As I said, there's several different solitary bees. And that's bees. the eastern carpenter or something like that I found out on one of my websites that I visit. I'm kind of a bug nut. And, um, <laughs> I never would have guessed, Mary. You wouldn't have guessed that, would you? Uh, no. No, okay. <laughs> and, uh, I just love the... The, even though the driest garden I have at my home, even though it's struggling, it's still blooming and attracting the butterflies. Uh, so you could do it on a budget with the watering. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, we were debating, uh, of course, I'm on it. I love the, those giant, California giant and cactus, those great big zinnias. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. Trace and Mark were talking about the the, uh, the other zinnias, uh, Profusion and the and these, oh, these uh, smaller orange ones that are much easier on water and yeah. longer li- longer yeah. lived and uh, yeah they have a certain botanical name to it I've forgotten it, but you remember Mark yeah Limnieris yes that's it yeah and uh, I'm so proud of myself they, uh, should be. that's very good they they are uh, much easier on the water. Yeah, and I like them just because I get them in May, put them out, and they're going to be blooming all the way till November. Yeah, so. I tell you which one. I like to be lazy. Blooms the best for me with the least amount of water is that Mexican oregano. Oh yes, yeah, we talked oh about God, that. And you and I talked about that. It just, butterflies, it's fabulous. And yeah. you could cook with it. It's right. a big bonus there. It's right there. Mary. Yeah, there it is. The lavender pink bloom. And the other thing is that. Uh, I know because it's planted in my neighborhood that's uh, deer-proof. Oh, hey, the deer just don't, do not like that strong yeah. oregano. It is a stronger oregano flavor, and it is in recipes. I thought it wouldn't be because I thought, man, that got to be too bitter. But actually calls for, in some of my Mexican cooking books, call, calling for the Mexican oregano huh. specifically. 
And I'm like, wow, I thought it would be too much. But it is an oregano. It tastes like oregano, just on steroids. <laughs> um, we had somebody, you know, we had we don't talk much uh, these last few years about Angelonia, but we had a, a gardener sent us a, a photo, and I, I couldn't identify it, but uh, Trace identified it as An- Angelonia. And that's another one that uh, is a, pr- a good nectar source. Hummingbirds like it, and it's another one the deer generally. I, I heard that, but I wasn't. I wasn't like. Um, it's been a while since I garden where deer are, and I don't like believe it until I see it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because deer have other ideas. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they, that's our, our 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 backup statement is in some neighborhoods yeah. or most neighborhoods. Or most this neighborhood. herd or yeah. that herd. Yeah. In some conditions. In some conditions. And, and Angelonia makes a nice, nice thicket, okay. but they're they're not they're not the uh, you know like distinctive like the pentas here with the bloom color or the zinnias. The, 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 it's the colors, the flowers are going to mix through the whole crown. Yeah, and they look similar to, and I've heard it called a summer snapdragon. Yeah. Uh, they're like tinier snapdragon look, but nothing as fun as a snapdragon. And they, um, of course, they can deal. Angelonia can be. But they're beautiful. Our, I think of them as summer color. Yeah. They kind of look cottagey to me. I think of a cottage yes, it garden. Yes, it's cottage garden. You and and that type of gardening for those folks who just think about that, the English cottage garden, where there's going to be about eight different plant, eight to ten different plants in that. We also have learned that that's real important for butterflies because they have to have a variety of, of nectar sources. Well, I'm sure the one might be sweeter than the other uh, or have different well, vitamins. Day, or, yeah. um, well, can, I, you is it true? See, is you it, can see it as you watch a, um, a, a butterfly garden that there is a favorites change. You know, like the lantanas are not the favorite. Now, later in the season, they will be the favorite. Huh, Mark, have you heard this, and is this true, that the mist flowers have a hormone that the monarchs love, and that's why they come to it? No, I, that's I'm what not, I've heard. I, well, I've heard several things about about Miss Flowers. Do you wait for me? They yeah. take over. They take over. But they yes, do. This, that, that hog is a well-known expert. That's not me. Well-known expert said that that's butterfly crack. It, 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 that's what I think of it too. Because oh wow, my neighbors when I first planted it uh, two years ago, they were like, "Mary, what did you put in your backyard? Why are there so many butterflies?" I'm like, uh, "Greg Smith's flower." Yeah. <laughs> so that one, and then the there's, a, uh, there's was, another one from the valley that's really, really, really um, attractive to butterflies. Yeah, it's amazing. So, so how many? Love it, how though. many varieties do we have? Here yeah. in Millburger. We had, at the beginning, we had four varieties, uh, two kinds of the blue mist. One was dark night, and the other one was just blue mist. And then there's Greg's mist flower, and I had white yeah. fragrant mist right. flower, which is a bigger bush and really fragrant. I couldn't believe how fragrant. And we have it in the butterfly garden. Yeah. And there's also a native similar to that one called Boneset. Uh, a, and, and there will, oh, that was another one that came in. Yeah. I remember. That yeah, was, so it's it was it's a little summer. smaller and not yeah. as invasive. Right? Yeah, and that, so, you find that in the hill country uh, in the fall, if you're walking in um, Eisenhower Park, Ooh, you'll wow. find it blooming all over the Ooh, place. Oh, I gotta go then. Well, in the uh, used to be featured. Uh, the mist flowers were featured at uh, uh, at the Mitchell Lake in the native plant garden mm-hmm. there. Right. They're they're kind of changing it out now, but I suspect that Miss Flowers will 
It, was, the, it will still be a predominant yeah. plant in it. Because uh, you just can't, you know, just covered with queen butterflies or when the monarchs yeah. Yeah. come monarchs. You, you just can't match it. Yeah. All right. Cool. And so, listen. If we you got her distracted again. Yeah, that's okay. I, I, it's a good distraction, but it's all on topic, guys. Mary will, Mary will be teaching the class next Saturday uh, from 10 to 11, and you can make your reservations by calling 497-3760-497-3760. Is there a quota Thanks, of parents that t- kids can bring along? Uh, they can bring <laughs> both, uh, but they might have to stand. Okay. Yeah. Alrighty. Thanks, Mary. You take care. We're going to have fun. Thanks, guys. Grandpa, grandpas and grandmas have ex- they have exception. Yeah, they have priority. Okay. They get the rockers. That's the way it should be for okay. grandpas and grandmas. <laughs> Greg is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Greg, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Great, thanks. I hope you guys are doing well, too. Yes, sir. What's going on? I had a question on potatoes. My potatoes have, you know, the, in the kitchen have sprouted a bit, and they're about ready to be planted, but I know we're a little early. Will they just all die in the heat, or will they be able to grow in the, in the garden? Um, most of them will die in the heat, but if you wait, let's see, if you wait until the end of September. And, yeah, that's the earliest. October 1st is usually uh, like yeah. trying to get them in how, how can he can he keep them? They may just stay alive if you just keep them uh, in the, the dark part of the refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's what we used to do all the time was put them in the that that bottom thing. No one knows what it's used for. It's the crisper, and just stick them in there in a paper bag and make sure. Yeah, and I think they'll stay. Paper bag is a key. Yeah. Uh, don't don't put them in plastic. But oh, okay. uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think it'd be worthwhile to put them in the ground yet. But I think it is worthwhile just just to put leave them in the crisper and uh, try them on October first or so. Okay, thank you. Thanks, sir. You take care. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven and outside of San Antonio, toll free, it's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call to be a part of the show. Guys, what else is going on in your gardening world? It's hot out there. It's hot. <laughs> is it? Are you noticed it, that? Have you? It's hot. Well, and drought restrictions are uh, still stage two. Yes, and yeah. people frequently ask that. As we had all that wonderful rain, first part of July, July 8, 9, and 10. And why aren't we out of stage two? Because the aquifer jumped up uh, 10 plus feet. And the answer is uh, the ordinance states that we must be uh, we uh, we must be over the. Uh, the trigger on a 10-day rolling average, more than 15 days. And this is—that's not the Edwards Aquifer Authority. That is correct. They, they, they thought their rules are a little different. A little but different, um, but uh, this is City of San Antonio ordinance. And the, the good news is that uh, with things like the aquifer storage and recovery and. Uh, New water resources. The San Antonio water system has some flexibility in uh, how they how they deal with meeting the needs of the aquifer. So they they can they can decide. In this case, they decided not to jump 
out of restrictions right, just right. so you have to jump back so, in. So that was the reasoning for that. So you don't want to be jumping back and forth. So you have this 10-day rolling average, and that 10-day rolling average has to be above the trigger for at least 15 days. It used to be 30, but we said 15. And then we have the ability to say, well, we're, ab- we are, we're above the... Uh, the, the stage two trigger, but you know, it looks like it's the long term forecast looks like it's going to be very, very, very dark. Uh, dark, dry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> it could be dark and dry, but you all but, know, but, yeah. more likely it'll be sunny and dry. <laughs> yeah, so uh, then we tell the city manager who actually makes the determination whether what stage we go in with uh, Mr. Puente and the staff. Uh, say, uh, uh, uh we think it's going to be really hot and dry, so even though we have met the demands, we we should not go out of stage two. Okay. So, now, going in is, is we don't have that discretion. It's, it's yes, it's, right. a, it's a black and white situation. Going in? Going into each stage. Oh, okay. Uh, except stage three, we have, the way the ordinance is written, it's a little bit more discretion. We've never... We've never actually gone in stage. And we never want to. Never, never, never. That means Mark will have a lot of work. No, no one wants that. that. No, Mark doesn't (laughs) want to do that. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We mentioned all the pretty uh, plants here at the nursery, some of the ones that are in front of us that uh, we like to talk about besides... uh, uh, like we talked a little bit about the Laura Bush petunias that look great. Um, and uh, the uh, pentas are in front of us. You talked about a butterfly plant. And um, although those are in pretty strong sun, I think you say they can take shade too? Oh, yeah. In the long run, I think they do better in shade. Right. Oh, really? Sun. They'll, morning, they'll do great in the morning sun. But they get... They get uh, if you if you have some, which I have some in whiskey barrels, that are in full sun next to whiskey barrels that are in the shade, the ones in the shade are much larger and have more bloom. But yeah, they're they're famous for their ability to bloom in the shade, in containers. And that's yeah. really why we like them. Uh, it's just a wonderful flowering plant. It is. In, it comes in different colors, but oh, red yeah. is the most popular. Uh, as a John Fannick once said you could sell any any color plant in San Antonio as long as it's red. Uh, uh, Calvin, you couldn't see it. Uh, Calvin was pointing out the Sinisa that were... That's what I was uh, hang, hang on. There you go. That's what I was going to do, too, because we were walking by some earlier uh, yeah. in the week, and Charles made fun of you. I know he did. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the faith I do in the Sinisa and their ability to predict rain. So I... Milton's part I, of a I know what I know. He's a cult. Hey, mine. Uh, so it's like the old timers. You know, Lynn's legacies were actually the ones that started first. Yeah. Is that right? And That's then mine have quit. My, mine have quit blooming now. The Lynn's all, legacies. All of Lynn's uh, legacies all popped right back in over here too. Yeah. I'll have to go check out the ones by the Wendy's down on the corner. See how they're doing. Is that your official? That's my official. Uh, yes, that and Rob had uh, my official as the Gary Sinisa. Uh, which was over in uh, like Elmendorf. He, no, he, he, he watched that one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. I just know what I know, and I have faith. So we'll see. Uh, how many how many days do I have before Mark gets uh, your 
No, no, no. I was verifying. Sure. My... I was starting to document this. Okay. To make it scientific. Oh, good. Thank you. And uh, it, the, this last one ruined it all. Oh. Because it, it proved you correct. Ah! <laughs> well, about that. <laughs> nothing worse, it. nothing it, worse than that. No, That's no, so no, unusual, was, too. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So the hypothesis was was blown out of the water, and so I have to start all over again. But besides their weather predicting ability, they're really yeah. very, very pretty. You got and, a question? Oh, can we? No, can we ask it on the air? Come on back and around. We'll get you on the air. You'll have all the expertise you need. Uh, so, um, but yeah, the uh, uh, they look. You can see them in bloom now here at the nursery, so you can get them in bloom. Can we? Can we ask it on the air here? We'll we'll get you on the we'll get you on the air. So because we're doing the show, so we'll get you on the air, and these guys will be able to help you. I'm gonna give my mic to Trace. Oh, ah, there you go. What you got? I had a uh, about a 15-foot live oak that has become very sick lately. Well, what do you mean by very sick? Well, here's the. It's got a few green For leaves. For the radio nonsense, I'm looking at the phone. That is so you have, some green leaves. So, and then in the background, you have these branches that are all dead. Yes, and let me show okay. you a wider picture here, so you can see. This was good. Yeah. Ti- this is good timing because he used to be the Texas, for- Texas forestry guy. The Forest Service, the Community and Regional Forester. Um, and I look. How long ago was this planted? There's five years ago. Okay. It's a five-year-old tree. Ah, it's probably about it fifteen feet tall. All right. Twelve to fifteen. Um, do you have any any bushy-tailed rats in your area? That's a, that's a, that's a colloquial. I squirrel. do not think so. The squirrels. Do you have any squirrels? Oh, I'm sure we do. Okay. I just check, check to see um, uh, where the branches Here's are connected. Some other see stuff if you see. Interest you? <laughs> I have too many pictures on my phone. Yeah. Um, so, so right look here. where the these, yeah. These are some good ones. All the the oh. wasps. Right? Oh, he's got some very nice. No, it's yeah. not Gaudi. nice. The tree is brown. The Gaudi, <laughs> Gaudi gall. Um, take um, that will not be life threatening. It will be disfiguring. Okay. It may have something to do with all those uh, that there's so many galls on there that it's actually reduced the amount of xylem, uh, functional xylem and phloem. Okay. Uh, you may want to do some pruning. Okay. Uh, check to see if that matches out. That's a correlation. Um, that uh, you have a lot of galls on, on those branches that have died. You had some new new leaves coming out on that big wider picture. Some leaves that were very green, some branches that... And there's were, also this. Is that related to the, the gall wasps? It no. looks like it's kind of splitting. No. Now, just to make sure, just to make sure you haven't used any um, uh, herbicides and the grass or anything like that. Well, I have that. a pest guy that comes, but he's been coming for years. This just happened three weeks ago. Yeah, sometimes herbicides, uh, certain ones will increase the growth and it'll split. It doesn't look like that. I just want to make sure that. that okay. Is. But uh, it doesn't. Now, how often are you watering? Eh, no, that's the good enough. answer. No, that's the okay. proper answer. I When I saw it was brown, 
I didn't like. I it. watered it a little bit because I got nervous that it was too dry. Yeah. Normally, uh, I don't water very hardly one, one, ever. Once a month. Once a month. Yeah, that's pro- that's probably pretty close. A good soaking uh, on that. Uh, I don't ever water it. Yeah. I did when I saw so that. Leaves, that I was the first thing I wanted dying. to ask you when, how long ago it was planted. It so, was, so that's what you said. Five years. That's yeah, I was planted five, five years ago. Five years. Um, is it is a good time for it to have established itself? Also, ask ask your lawn guy. I I really want to know what the what yeah, you're putting out. Have him, hey, I have him tell you when he puts something out there. Just to, even yeah, even though he's pest, reliable, guy? yeah, even yeah. though he's reliable and everything, you just you just want to know. Uh, keep track because ask tell him that we ask ask that question too because we see it so often where. Somebody will um, maybe not mix it right, or they'll ch- they'll use a, a but he's saying weed a, and feed or something that we normally. He's saying a pest guy, though, not a lawn guy. So you're looking at the lawn guy. Oh, okay. oh, okay. Maybe, maybe that's right. why the tree's Thank brown. You, Trace. Thank maybe you. That's yeah. why the tree's brown. No, no. What's um, the, is the pest guy? Oh, the pest guy is just for, for, just for rats the yard and for, for, yeah. for insects okay, and okay. So, bugs. So initially, there. we've we've had a, a lot of que- or a lot of questions have come into me, and uh, you can see where the branches have been gnawed on because it's been so dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the squirrels were trying to get a little bit of moisture. So uh, usually, it's in a big tree that looks healthy and everything, and then all of a sudden, you see these branches scattered throughout. That yours is a little bit more extensive. Uh, and then you showed all the all the branches with a gouty, gouty oak gall on it, and uh, I'm just wondering if that is taking some of the branches off. It's reducing. It the seems like it because the ones that are real bad with those balls mm-hmm. seem to be the ones with them pretty now, much all brown leaves. Now, Did you see the one the where the whole tree with you? Yeah, the inside one, that one, right? Yes, that one's really bad. And it actually looks a little worse today than yeah. this picture. This picture is so, from a week ago. So make sure there's nothing uh, that's affecting the roots. The root area is not buried too deeply. Um, expose that. With, uh, it should okay. be a flare. It should not be a telephone pole going into the ground. Um, you mean where the where the, where, where the trunk is? Like that, uh, like that uh, tree. You see how, right. the, you see the how that? So yeah. if, it, if it is straight down. You need to expose down, that. Dig some out yes. away from the yeah. trunk. Yeah, yeah. At, okay. least, at least two feet. Around it. Okay. Uh, now, if you're, I take it, Mark, that if the galls, the galls normally might not cause a problem, but when they, it's hot and dry like this, yes. you're, you're getting a combination. Well, what is 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 restricting the amount of water flowing through the tray, and then vice versa, the amount of flowing. So anywhere I see the galls, I should prune back make to sure a good, good no, no, quantity. No. There's a lot, and they're and they're attached to the problem. Yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot. So I mean, make that, sure that, that that's where the dead. Sample. Make sure that's where the dead ones are occurring. And if they do, you're going to cut it back to the trunk. You're not just going to stub it out. If you go all the way out and get rid of them, if they got some live leaves in there or new leaves, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. leave them. You just, you just leave it. So you could do a little bit of thinning on it. Okay. You're probably so going to do a lot of thinning on it. Okay. Um, and then can be up your watering. Because it is being constricted, you're going to up. So rather than once a month, you're going to do it twice a month. Okay. Uh, I think every week would be a little little much for a five-year-old tree. Okay. But, but I, I see this. I, out of the corner of my eye, I see this trace just tensing up. He's, he wants to water it more. Uh, well, I want to water it with more water. I want, yes. The, the average person waters their grass, and they think that that's watering their tree. 
and it's insignificant amount of water. So it's actually like spitting at the tree, which leads to other issues of the roots coming to the surface to get the available water, and that creates all kinds of problems in itself. So, so a good yeah, soaking. A good soaking. Now, I like uh, a soaker hose, um, and uh, when we're in stage two, you got to use a soaker hose on your day. But you're going to leave that on for a couple hours, and it will get the water and soak it all the way down. Well, you okay. want you want to get a good, at least, if, depending on how much soil you have, at least six inches down, even further. Okay. I think I could do that. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Keep thank, a, thank let, you. let us know how it goes. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. Please come at me. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming right up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullforty Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the four-and-a-half-inch pot, only a dollar. Ninety-nine. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevard. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell's self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. This should come as no surprise. San Francisco will allow illegal aliens to vote in the November election for school board races. This is a preview of things to come. The left is using illegal immigrants as future voters because they're having increasing difficulty selling their socialist programs to American citizens. Call it importing voters. It won't stop at the school board level, though. There will be lawsuits once illegals start voting in school board elections, demanding they be allowed to vote for state offices and then federal offices, even president. The rationale will be they're being discriminated against since most pay taxes and have driver's licenses. You watch how this plays out. This is why it's so important for Brett Kavanaugh and other conservative jurists to be on federal benches to stop this and other unconstitutional acts. You can expect the left to behave like unhinged and crazed people they are this fall. The media will be their allies as never before. They see it as their last gasp to take back control and continue wrecking America. I'm Cal Thomas. 
For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family that this ring has mother's diamond, grandpa's ruby, but it was made for me. Mark Sadowski Jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you. And the best part is, you contribute the ideas that will make it yours. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition since 1933. That's 85 years. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. To Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and we're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. The number to call to be a part of the show. You got a question just now off the air? Can you talk about it? Or yeah, it was uh, crepe myrtles. Oh, okay. And uh, and he he asked if the Flowers uh, were removed from a crepe myrtle. Would they come back? And oh. I said, "Yeah, we've been talking about uh, yeah. pruning the the seeds." He says, "Well, it was the deer eating them." And I oh. then I got a little nervous. Oh. I said, "Did the deer? What about the stems? You got to have some new growth stems there." And uh, so they pretty much got the stems too then it turned out it was a relatively small crepe myrtle so uh, the issue became you got to protect it from them and you you probably will get uh, some more blooms in the fall I recommend I check to see if you had any fertilizer and a little bit of fertilizer wouldn't hurt no no but uh, not when it's really really hot Uh, come come later on September just a little little dab right there and it'll uh, you should get a little of course, it depends on the variety too, but you might get another bloom. But yeah. that that uh, it's a comp- it's a little more complex than somebody cutting off the yeah. seed pods. Yeah. So yeah, we always tell everybody when you take the dead seed pods off, the tree will rebloom. So, but yes, the uh, the herbivore uh, problem. <laughs> they eat all the stems. Yes. They don't. They, they yeah. need some new stems to, to bloom on. Because it. it's blooming off of new growth. So no more new stems, no more growth, or no, no more flowering. So and crepe, uh, deer will eat crepe myrtle, and they will uh, even the once they get larger, they'll. It's one of their favorite plants to rub on their mm-hmm. the antlers. And, and, see what I'm doing there? Yeah. For the radio audience. Yes, he's mm-hmm. rubbing his antlers. Yeah, I have my mm-hmm. fingers and I'm imitating a, dre- a deer. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. Uh, what you, what you staring at? Well, I'm looking at the Esperanza. We're 
yeah. talked a little bit about it yesterday. They're just a, even with this heat that we're in, mm-hmm. there's just a number of things that you can plant uh, efficiently. Now you plant like that. Esperanza is booming up a storm, very attractive. Yeah. You should be able to go plant those in the landscape, and as long as you water them in and water them on a regular basis, they won't miss. They'll they'll bloom, keep blooming right. Oh yes. And you can be, you know, Mark. Uh, in terms of uh, water efficiency too, they're they're a good drought tolerant plant. Now, if you're planting even Esperanza and Poinciana and drought tolerant plants. They, uh, when they're new, they do have... Yes, and that's always saying that uh, a lot of times people don't quite understand it. think even though it's a native plant, it doesn't have to be watered. No, all plants need to be watered. And uh, we're just talking to this gentleman who was asking the tree about the, que- uh, the question about the trees. Uh, you know, I said the, the phrase that we always use is... When we plant, we go frequently and light, gradually changing to infrequent and deep. And we're talking about the watering. Right. Trace brought up a couple. There's a couple good points. Yeah. Uh, it's not a, it's not a spit. You know, it's <laughs> not just a walking by and watering. You, you water at the base because those root balls gotta be. There's a limited root system in newly planted plants, and they've gotta be wet. Yeah, you at you water the root ball or the contain wherever the, the root ball was in the ground that's what you're watering you're not watering past that or farther away you're even watering though, right the root ball even though i remember as a horticulturist recommending yeah you water out there where the, the feeder roots are you know and we we, got, we we didn't say unless it's a two you know yeah. less than two year old plant right. there in some cases, the hollies and the viburnums, and some, sometimes in some of our bad soils, it takes them even longer to get their root systems out there. So if you see any wilting or you've got a newly planted, you water at, at the base. And, uh, and then Mark mentioned uh, you're at least once every two weeks, so you might want to do it once every week. In, the, in this weather... Uh for, for most trees uh, that are less than 10 years old, let's just say, uh, 3 to 10, um, I'm going to be watering them yeah, twice a month, a good, good soaking. But they can get away with once a month. Uh, your big native trees, big live oaks, uh, I like to say uh, uh, they don't need to be watered. Yeah, I don't. I, don't. Uh, I have a lot of questions, people calling up. Um, oh, what about my trees? Now we, I'm like, no, don't worry about them. And then I always write these articles and say they don't, they, they evolved in this kind of weather, they don't need. And then we have to keep reminding ourselves that they uh, are close, planted close together. In nature, they would, they would do battle, you know, whoever was. Right. The, the, and I say, it's, these are the rules for trees that have plenty of space in our urban landscapes. One, the soil's not good. And two, they have restricted root zones. Sometimes they're in really especially um, uh, challenging situations yeah. like parking lots or on s- slopes. Uh, they need special attention. I like challenging situations. I'm going to have to use that one more. All often. right. 
210-308-8867. I've got William on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, William. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I am good. I'm in this heat. Um, the question I have is I planted a Mexican sycamore tree about 10 years ago. And it made it through the drought, you know, and it, it grew. It's probably 30 feet tall. And then this year, we went on vacation, and it got real hot. We were gone for a week, and all the leaves fell off, but three up about three at the very top. And this tree had gone into production to make seed, and this is the first year I've seen those seed pods. It has these little seed pod things just loaded up with them all over but all most of the leaves fell off and i've been watering it about once a week now hoping that it'll live you know but i don't know how it can do any photosynthesis if all the leaves are falling off well i'm sorry what tree was this mexican sycamore oh mexican sycamore yeah did you scratch the twigs to see if they're green i haven't i haven't done it yet um, I think that they're still green. Uh, then, uh, then, then, just I don't know if I'd be watering it once a week. How long ago was this planted? Well, it's been over ten years. I mean, it made it through oh, Lord. the drought. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 2011, the great drought of 2011. Um, you, I, I'm wondering if you're watering it too much. Well, no, I mean, I really don't water it. I just uh, decided to water it after all the leaves fell off of it in all this heat. But If it's been in know, the ground 10 years, this heat would not be affecting it. Okay. I mean, every year it just kind of seems to stress out in the heat and it loses some leaves, and we what? try to water it. But is, is a, Now, that's kind of unusual for... Mexican sycamore. There, we, we brag on them as being uh, really drought tolerant, tolerant right. well adjusted for this area. Has it been? Uh, it hasn't been string mowed at the base, or the deer haven't rubbed on it, or no, not an especially I mean, challenging area, is it? Well, it may be challenging in that I live out in Bulverde. We don't get a lot of rain to begin with, and then. I planted it on a property line between some cedars because my neighbor, when he built his house, he built real close to the property line, and he had a balcony that overlooked our backyard. And so I planted this sycamore, and it's done a good job. It shot up, and it uh, kind of filled in real nice there, but it's just every, it's always stressed out and lost a bunch of leaves in the heat. And this has year it, it was just particularly bad. Has it come it's back? Growing. Yeah, it's come back every year thus far. This year is the first time I've ever seen it put on those seed, those round-looking seed pod things, you know? I it, would. It It is uh, what we call a riparian tree. Sycamores are. Uh, that means they, they prefer along... The uh, riversides or, or creeks and that bottomland areas. Uh, so I would, and in Boverde, you may not have enough soil for that. Uh, but I would put on two inches of mulch, 
up to the edge of the, the, the tree, and if you can, beyond the, 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 the drip line of the tree in order to assist it in retaining some moisture in the soil. Do you, uh, do you have a certified arborist that you work with out there? Well, I don't. I mean, I could probably get one. Uh, well, uh, I, I think I think they still will uh, will come out, look, uh, do a diagnosis for you, give you a price to re- do whatever's necessary. But I think you can get a free diagnosis, and it might be find somebody that your neighbors use and you're happy with, or the uh, uh, agent. What county is that? That's com- that uh, Comel. Comel. Yeah. yeah, you might. Yeah, uh, you might well, uh, the agent. I was just shocked that, you know, I, I, I thought if we made it past the drought, you know, I had always uh, supplemented some of the watering because of the drought. I've always deep watered, and, I, and you know, I've thought the thing has uh, whatever you see above ground, you've got the same kind of root system below, I think, is my understanding. No, that's not right. Think of uh, yeah, yeah. Think of it as a more of like a big dinner plate. That's what you. That's what a root system looks like. So not not, not a mirror image of the top, but more wow. like a big 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 dinner plate on that. And the roots would extend beyond the drip line. Uh, oh, another another thirty percent, thirty forty percent. And if the situation's ideal, you could have a. Uh, some kind of a stress situation. That seems strange to me that it would defoliate. So yeah, well. yeah. And and you, did you say that this was a pattern, or that this is the first time that it ever happened? No, it's been a pattern of you know it grows in the spring. It looks great. Everything's kicking along nice. It it grows taller, and then you, in August, you know, usually it's August. It starts stressing out, and I don't know when. What you know? What uh, the pattern is, and when they lose their leaves, but yeah, this year yeah. they lost them in July. I question whether it's a Mexican sycamore. Yeah, because American sycamores are known to do this, um, and that's the sycamore that most widely planted and until recently, in the last decade, when we're trying to get everybody to plant Mexican sycamores. Is it fuzzy, almost snow white underneath the leaves? You know, gosh. I oh no, you would know. You would know. Yeah, it looks like uh, uh, like a, an aspen where where you know when the wind blows, all you can see is these white undersides of the tree. Um, yeah, it seems like. I mean, they're they're huge leaves. They're big yeah, leaves. That, that 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 might be worth worth it for you to get somebody to come out there and look right. at it. It's, it would have been easier if you had a relationship with somebody and they just come. Yeah. Um, well, I know but I, the but guy I think that I, I think the tree from. I have a good relationship with uh, with the man that sold me the tree, and I may I, I could call him. Yeah. Now, we we talked this along a fence line. Is this a heavier clay soil, even though it's in Bulverde? Yeah, I mean, our our soil, it, it's kind of gumbo-y. Yeah. Uh, there may, because it's been happening over a period of time, I just wonder if you have some cotton root rot. 
Mm. The that's, not in the sycamore, yeah, the Mexican sycamore are not known to be susceptible to that. Like uh, there's some species we know we go, oh yeah, but. I just wonder if because it's just this gradual deterioration that you have some cotton root rot. Most plants, cotton root rot, it's overnight. It's dead. It's live one day, dead the other. But but maybe maybe this is this is the pattern. It sure sounds like yeah. You need to have someone come take a look because you're you're getting lots of info and lots of it could be. So you want to do that and then give us a call back and tell us what they say. Yeah, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to, to do that. And it's just right. been such a lovely tree, and yeah. you know, and it, it's just grown so well. Every year, right. I just think, you know, it's gonna, it's coming out of its slump, and it's gonna do well. And then, uh, but boy, it just it's yeah, got well, the it's, leaves. It has looked good up at the top, and just not very many of them. Let's see what they say. Thank you, sir. You take good luck. Care. All right, we're going to take a quick break while we do. Uh, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Uh, Lynn, Delb, you're up next right after this on Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bullvardy Road. And I've got breaking nursery news that you're going to want to know about. First off, the fall tomatoes are here. It's not too early to plant. And all the varieties recommended for our area, including Celebrity, 444, Red Deuce, Ruby Crush, Sunbright, and Texas Superstars Tycoon and Dwarf Cherry Surprise are all at Millburgers right now in the well-rooted transplants in the 4.5-inch pot, only $1.90. So now is the time to get your fall tomatoes. Get on over to Millburgers and find them. And I have never seen Millburgers do this. This is really great news. Decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale going on right now at Millburgers. Save 30 to 40% on all concrete fountains in stock. Pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders, but save 30 to 40%. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. And we'll see you over at Millburgers, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Homeowners, you know all too well, in San Antonio, we get damaging hail. That hail can wreck not only your roof, but other parts of your home. Did you know that your homeowner's insurance not only covers damage to your roof, but also damage to your deck or wooden fence? Barry Hegendorf of Deck and Patio Care at 822-9147 can help you reseal and repair that damage and make it look new again. And if you've already met your deductible because of other damage, there may be no additional cost to you. Barry Hegendorf at 822-9147 of Deck and Patio Care has been helping homeowners improve the look of their decks, patios, fences, and homes since 1985. And the incredible results speak for themselves. But check it out for yourself at deckandpatiocare.com. You'll see miraculous transformations and read testimonials of happy customers. So if your deck, fence, or patio is damaged by hail, call Deck and Patio Care right now at 822-9147 or go to deckandpatiocare.com. Good morning, Riff. Morning, Ralph. Can you believe we've been clocking in this place for a whole week now? Tell me about it. Work, work, work. But a squirrel must do what a squirrel must do, right? (laughs) Yes, quite. But I cannot labor and exert energy within these subpar conditions. How is a squirrel supposed to run around, chew on stuff, and make acorn tea in this attic when all those humans are down there making absurd amounts of noise? It's preposterous. Don't you mean nuts? (laughs) (laughs) Look down there. Who is the missus talking to at the door? 
no, it's that chap that closed down our previous operation. Crittery Victor! Crittery Victor excels at all types of rodent removal because that's all they do. Unlike pest control companies, Crittery Victor specializes in humane animal control and exclusion, which means your unwanted critters ain't getting back in. So whether you have possums, rats, mice, skunks, Cheerio, Raph, and I don't mean honey nut, and yes, even squirrels, call Crittery Victor at 210-906-8910 for your home or office, 906-8910. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. We're going to talk to Delb in just a second, but first I'm going to save you some money. If you've been looking for a mattress, I want you to go over and visit the new Furniture Now location on Lookout Road in 1604 next to Burlington. Right now they've got a great sale. When you buy any emerald pillow top mattress, any size, you'll get one of equal or lesser value for free. See the store for the details, but if you're looking for a king, a queen, a full, a twin, it's buy one. Get one free, but it's only at the new Furniture Now location at 1604 on Lookout Road next to Burlington, and there's no coupon. They just have to mention Milton. So you just say, hey, Milton was talking about this on the air, and so tell me more about this uh, buy one, get one free for mattresses with the Emerald Pillow Top Mattress Sale over there at Furniture Now. It's a great sale. Uh, Steve Coben over there at Furniture Now was real excited about the opportunity for our listeners, so he said just tell them and tell them Milton sent you and uh, you'll get the uh, deal. So find out more by going to visit. We're only going to do it. I think uh, Steve is going to do it for about a week. So don't wait on this one. If you've been thinking about a mattress, a new mattress, but you've been kind of putting it off due to... uh, uh, cost or something, this is your opportunity. So as I joked about in the commercial, don't sleep on it. Go ahead, get over there to Furniture Now, 1604, and look out road right now and take advantage of this mention. My name, just say, hey, Milton was talking about this. What's the buy one, get one free with the Emerald Pillow Top Mattress? What was he talking about? So I am your coupon uh, for that at Furniture Now. All right, 210-308-8867. Delb is on the line. Delb, thanks for waiting. What can we do for you today? Well, first of all, Milton, I want you to know that when your nose is itching, that's me driving past a Sinisa thinking about you because... Thank you. I I totally am on the same page with you. I I was totally devastated when it wasn't raining right now. But, uh, <laughs> well, give I him a chance it now. Be and it will be, and it's going to rain. So yep. I'm happy Some, about that. Someday, Delb? No, we'll give it a reasonable amount of time. Delb and I are believers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Welcome to the well, club. We're, we're, the last yeah. uh, Sinisa meeting was rained out, so uh, we're, we're, we're trying to put a new one together. We should have seen that coming. That's awesome. <laughs> well, What's going on, Delb? While you got Mark there, I want to uh, pick his brain a little bit about Oakville. You know, we're all familiar with it a little bit in San Antonio up towards Burning Comfort and up towards Fredericksburg and a little bit out towards Mountain Home and out that way. But just uh, last week I was doing some work down in Pleasanton and neighborhood that I drove into, there were dozens and dozens and dozens of trees that were very nice mature trees anywhere from 16 to 40 plus inch trunks on these things that were just graveyard dead yep and is is oak wilt is it working its way down south too or is 
No, that I'll is be there it, yet, is it? In Atascosa County, uh, when I was with the Te- Texas Forest Service ten years ago, there were two centers. One of them there in Pleasanton. And oh, really? Boy, oh, I used to know the exact streets and everything of where it was. Uh, in fact, one of them I, I knew it was ironic because it was on Shady Oaks. Oh. And all the trees on Shady Oaks were dead. Hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that is a very large center. It started out maybe four or five trees when... When I was first um, identified it, and it's expanded to be like uh, maybe a square mile of dead trees. Oh, my goodness. Uh, It was devastating in that neighborhood. It was just wiping them out. And they were glorious. The airport, and it's moved slowly but surely uh, into town and then into this one neighborhood. I uh, can't remember his name. Um, very nice houses in there, just west of town, um, and wiping them all out. Yeah. Mm. So, so the big well, ones were, was, were going towards yeah. town, and and the smaller ones were going to this neighborhood just west of town. But well, yeah. their soil was, was pretty good. North. They could trench there, couldn't they? Yeah, but um, uh, it overlapped so many homes. So many residences that were outside the city, so there was no entity that could coordinate ah. all that. Well, it's tough even when you've got entities, because yeah. nobody wants to foot the so, foot But the it had a lot of uh, large open areas, uh, and I had hoped that it was, some of that would, would block it, and it did on a couple of sides. So if you look from the air, it looks... Like a big star, um, uh, oh, so the, no. the points of the star are kind of going out all over the place. Gosh, that's too well, bad. now that you mentioned the the airport, this was right due north of the airport, so right, right. It sounds like that was right close to the epicenter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and and you know those trees down there, because as Calvin mentioned, there's a little bit better soil, a little deeper soil. Uh, some 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 clay pans in some areas, but a lot of nice sandy loam. That uh, those trees got very large. <laughs> some some nice twenty four to forty eight inch trees. Yeah, there were definitely some forty plus inch trees here that were just wiped out, and oh, yeah. just made my heart sick. Up between Burning Comfort, where I live at, I've lost over eighty trees. Due to oh, well, that mm-hmm. this stuff just followed right down the uh, the water line where the water line was trenched in, and that's where it came in and started getting ours. And it's just been ugly. But anyhow, on a brighter note, I want to tell you a personal experience about some Esperanza. These uh, wonderful little uh, Esperanzas. Back on April 1st, I had a son that was determined to get rid of a uh, Esperanza. Not April 1st, but it was the first weekend in April. Um, cut this thing down to the ground, grubbed it with a grubbing hoe, and uh, said, Dad, that's gone. Just don't even worry about it anymore. <laughs> and right now, I can look out at this thing. It's about four feet tall. 
got all beautiful right. yellow blooms all over it. And, uh, man, that Esperanza is one tough son of a gun. So what do you do with your son? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you you got to keep your son, but uh, oh, anyhow, oh, he just man. thought that that ought to be an area that got turned into a parking lot, parking area. And on top of getting grubbed down to the ground, it got about two and a half inches of base put over it and packed down. And it's oh, still man. punched through there, and it's beautiful. How about that? Nice story to end so, on. Thank you. Yeah, I, we always want to end on a positive note. There you go. Perfect. We'll see you at the meetings. Thanks, guys. Have <laughs> All a right. Thanks. Bye, Dale. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see when the Sinisa meetings are. I'll, I'll double-check and see when everybody can get together. Uh, so, listen, we'll begin to wrap up today. Uh, Mark, anything with about 30 seconds left? We need to sure. thank Mark for yeah, coming. Yeah, thanks for coming in. No, thank and you. We, thank you for the invitation always. Yeah, Jerry will be back next Saturday. And hopefully he, uh, we heard he graduated from Charm School, so hopefully his personality will be much better when he returns. Jerry, you mean. Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we'll, he'll be back. So uh, we encourage you to. Uh, in the meantime, to check out MillburgerNursery.com uh, for all the information about some of the events that we talked about, as well as the specials. When's the, when's the uh, Butterfly Butterfly garden? is next Saturday, 10 to 11. See you next week. Yeah, 10 to 12. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.